To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now to Britain we go into Brady's doing the business this morning. End of morning to you. Morning, Mike. Good to speak to you again. Now, we had Rishi Sunak before with his, um, he's going to do something about these pro-Palestinian rallies. It looks, this sounds like there could be a big one this weekend. Yeah, and obviously Saturday is Armistice Day when the country will fall silent and pay tribute to Britain's war dead and the, the millions who died in World War One. And it's a very poignant weekend and it's very significant and important. But every Saturday for a month now, there have been huge rallies in London Upwards of 100,000 people reported at some of them in support of the Palestinian cause and in anger at Israel at the moment. And the government is making it quite clear they don't feel senior ministers leaning on police now. They really don't feel people should be protesting this Saturday. That's there is the potential for this to spill over. We've seen problems. I mean, there was about 29 arrests on Saturday just gone, mostly public order offences, people graffitiing, people being abusive to police officers, some anti-Semitic chants as well. And the feeling is that this weekend is not the place for us, if ever. Can they do anything about it? I think there may need to be a very quick law change. I don't think they can. I mean, they can deploy more police. They can ask people to stay at home. But I think in all honesty, the the level of feeling in the community here, uh, the tensions are running high in London. They really, really are. Mm. And everyone seems to have a different opinion. And the numbers will turn out. I mean, they reckon there was perhaps 30,000 in and around Whitehall and Westminster and Trafalgar Square on Saturday just gone. And trying to keep that many people away, obviously the power of social media, word of mouth, and if the government is telling people not to do something, you can be sure a certain element will want to turn out. The, the, the Stop the Oil, I watched the video earlier on this morning. What I don't understand, maybe you can't do it, but, but I watched them. They, did they have actual hammers smashing that glass? Yes, they did. And believe it or not, this is a painting from the 1600s. Yeah. Why, is, why is it so accessible is my question. Why, why can you walk into a gallery uh, with ill intent oh, well. to, to get that much access to that sort of work? The idea is that the National Gallery is open for people to go and appreciate art. And these two, a guy and a girl aged 20 and 22, arrested at the scene in possession of hammers. I mean, that would be my question, is where was the security screening? Who goes to an art gallery with a hammer? And they've attacked this painting by Velazquez, apparently a great Spanish painter from the 17th century. And it was called the Roxby Venus. And the reason they attacked that painting, apparently... The suffragettes damaged it a hundred years ago, and they've made a point that they they wanted to do the same, basically. But they got stopped. They managed to damage the glass. They're arrested, and dozens more of their colleagues from Just Stop Oil arrested on this go slow march up and down Whitehall. You know, Mm, where the cenotaph is, outside Downing Street, on the way to Houses of Parliament. serious number of arrests there today and I think right now the police really seems to seems to be coming from all fronts at the moment for the Metropolitan Police. And then you've got the old fashioned thuggery so you've had your Guy Fawkes and you've got a hundred teenagers, where, where is this Scotland and they're, they're throwing fireworks at everybody and petrol bombs yes, petrol bombs are different to fireworks night, I think though, aren't they? Night. Yeah, outrageous so this is the Nidri district of Edinburgh, about a hundred mostly young fellas and they've gathered with fireworks, petrol bombs, would you believe? Police turned up to disperse them and petrol bombs were thrown at police. 
fireworks were let off in their direction. Thankfully, no officers injured and nobody seriously hurt at all. Um, but really unpleasant antisocial behaviour. And they just seem to find the 5th of November as a night when these young lads think they can go and attack the police. It happened in that same district of Edinburgh last year, and it's happened again on an even bigger scale. So I think tonight here, detectives will be looking at CCTV footage and trying to find this group. As they should. Hey, listen, Istanbul, 353, take me through it. <laughs> oh, wow, what a weekend. I've just got back, so it was amazing. I ran the marathon uh, Sunday, obviously yesterday, our time, but Sunday in Istanbul, and it was a wonderful experience. Such a wonderful city, so much history at every turn. The food is off the scale, the people are so friendly, and the route was just beautiful. So you, it's the only marathon in the world, Mike, where you can run from Asia into Europe. So you can do wow. two continents in one day. There's a bridge that spans across. And I met one guy, and he was dressed in the tur- colors of the Turkish flag, white and red, in a full suit. There was another guy running in his bare feet. I saw a guy running a marathon with boxing gloves. I was thinking, how do you drink? How are you going to peel a bit of fruit or a sweet? Um, it, it was so much fun. And my wife was with me. And I love Istanbul. Obviously, I've worked there earlier this year. But the welcome, the food, Fantastic. and the route, absolutely spectacular. How, how's 3.53 for you? Are you slowing down? Is that your standard time? <laughs> Quicker than last year, Mike, to be fair. Um, look, I've had a few injury problems and COVID didn't help when I wasn't able to walk. I'm, I'm getting back to where I was, but I'm 47 years of age and that's one marathon medal for every year of my life now. So that's we impressive. push on towards 50. You ever had a dodgy meniscus? Cod liver oil, cherry juice and beetroot juice and, you, and your Stop body it. will do the rest. Stop it. Cod liver oil, beetroot juice and cherry juice. <laughs> I'm on to it. Well done, mate. Good to catch up and go well. Appreciate it very much. End of Brady. That was useful, wasn't it? Well, uh, only if that works and it's not just some kind of weird dressing to put on your salad. Cherry juice lunch. is good. No, cherry juice is nice and cod liver oil you can take if you put it with cherry juice. I'm not sure about the rest of it. Rod, by the way, <laughs> speaking of injuries, uh, Ender came in at the last minute. Rod's been in a car accident and uh, has a broken collarbone and is literally sitting in hospital now as we speak. So uh, he's okay. So he just got in contact with us and said, look, you know, otherwise occupied momentarily, can you um, give us the day off? And so we gave him an A slash L and it'll go against his record and we'll, um, we wish him all the best. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.